listening to the Soil Talk podcast. I am your host, Tim Mundorf, Nutrient Management Lead with Central Valley Ag. In Soil Talk, we will dive into managing soil fertility and applied nutrients while pursuing top yield. I'm Tim Mundorf, and this is Soil Talk. And today we've got a guest co-host. Mick is out. We've got Aaron Sindelar, our new soils or conservation agronomist, helping us out with the Soil Talk uh, podcast. And we've also got Pepper Rasmussen, our field sales agronomist out of the Tilden location here today. So welcome, guys. Thanks for taking part in this. Absolutely. Thanks for asking me to come down. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a couple of new products that we want to talk about, uh, and it kind of goes along with our agronomy focus video. We've got CVA Elite Protect UAN and CVA Elite Protect Urea. And these are two new um, nitrogen inhibitors or nitrification inhibitors and urease inhibitors that CVAs bring in the market. So, you know, I wanted to gather you two guys to talk a little bit about it. Pepper, I know you've got a lot of experience up in Northeast Nebraska. As we get closer into those sand hills where guys, you know, have had to deal a lot with uh, um, leaching and loss of nitrogen. And, and Aaron, I know with your background as a soil scientist, we can hopefully bring some good information to this. What's your thoughts on some of these products, Aaron? Yeah, so I think, you know, we're talking about today where, you know, you kind of brought it up with Pepper about really just looking at the sandy soils kind of component of this. And it really kind of expands around beyond that of, you know, we also need to be not only worrying about the sandy soils where we may lose our nitrogen to the leaching is going to be our most common uh, point of loss through that kind of a system. Whereas let's flip it on the other side and let's look at some of our heavy textured, you know, river bottom, high clay content kind of soils where we're maybe not as worried about leaching, but in that kind of a situation, we're more worried about ponding and denitrification. So these nitrogen inhibitors, we're going to, or nitrification inhibitors and, and urease inhibitors that we'll talk about today, you know, those are really going to be different types of options to limit that loss that we might have, whether it's through that volatilization or that denitrification or the leaching. And it's really going to kind of depend on what type of fertilizer source you're using, you know, your, your management strategies, your placement, everything around that. So Pepper, you made the comment as we were kind of coming into this that most of your growers are now using some type of an inhibitor. What got them thinking about using inhibitors in the first place? Okay, so I, th I think probably one of the biggest reasons is actually uh, an awareness of, of management, you know, wanting to protect protect the, the, the nitrogen in, and, and keep it in a stable form so that we don't, you know, affect groundwater uh, and also with with nitrogen being one of our highest costing nutrients, uh, being able to protect that right. and, and make sure that we you know, utilize it to the, the best of our ability. Well, and as we're recording this in March of 2021, we've seen some phenomenal jumps in fertilizer prices. So as guys are thinking about their overall program and how they're going to manage nitrogen, maybe the old adage of, well, I'm not going to worry about these inhibitors. I'm just going to throw down an extra 20 pounds of nitrogen. That just doesn't make as much sense anymore. That was probably some of when, when we first start talking about stabilizers to the growers that I worked with uh, several years ago. Well, the, the pushback was, well, I can put more nitrogen on at, at cheaper than I can use a stabilizer. And my response to that was, with your CECs or your soil type, you, you will probably, you can do that, but you'll probably lose it faster, uh, you know, at, at, than, than you would if you'd have put a nitrogen 
right? You know, stabilizer down. When you're putting an extra 20 pounds on, but you're putting it on in the fall, especially, you got a lighter soil, you've got a lot of time between, say, November when you're putting that nitrogen down and July when that plant's really going to make use of it. Putting down an extra 20 pounds probably isn't going to cut it. That's just another 20 pounds. It's either going to go down the drink or, like you said, Aaron, you're going to lose it to the atmosphere. Yeah, so when we, when we talk about nitrogen fertilizer, you know, it, it's sure we know when there's differences in fertilizer, you may look at anhydrous ammonia. Maybe you look at a UAN. You, you think about when there's differences, you think about the forms as well as maybe the nitrogen contents within them. Um, but also sometimes growers or, or folks don't really realize that all those fertilizers, whether it's a UAN or a urea or a, or a uh, anhydrous ammonia, for example, those all do have different kind of forms of nitrogen, whether as they may have free nitrate that can be used rapidly by the crop. Others have it in a form that have to go through more of a, of a process to be able to ultimately be in that, in that nitrate form. So essentially plants use nitrate. That is the form that plants have to have for growth. Um, all the other forms, you, know, you think about ammonium, ammonia, all those different types of forms of nitrogen, those are toxic to plants. So ultimately, depending on your source, we have to go through the, nitro the nitrogen process of converting it from that, from that one form that is unusable to the plant all the way to that available or, or, that, or that form as nitrate that it can use. Now, along that pathway, there's a lot of different things that we can kind of do to put brakes on it getting ultimately converted to that, to that nitrate phase. And that nitrate phase is really what we're worried about because when, it's, it, when it reaches that nitrate phase, it is a negatively charged ion, which soil is also negatively charged. So there's no association to, or electromagnetic association to kind of keep it within the profile. So that's why we're so prone to the loss of it is because there's nothing in the soil that can help kind of keep it there. So that's where these, um, these nitrification, these nitrogen, uh, these nitrogen cycle inhibiting products can help us keep it in a stable form that helps you know, kind of maintain itself in the soil instead of being prone to that, those losses. Talk a little bit, Pepper, about products that you've worked with in the past. You know, we've, we've got these two new products from CVA, the CVA Elite UAN Protect. Now, that UAN Protect has got a nitrification inhibitor in it, DCD. It's got a urease inhibitor in it, NBPT, and then it's also got the polymer in it. So it's got all three of those different active ingredients. What have you worked with in the past, you know, before coming into this new well, product? I've, I've worked with a combination of, of products uh, com I've worked with uh, products that are polymer based, yep. you know, like for the for the urea, uh, and that helps. Um, I've and, also and those polymers kind of seem to they're tying up some of the micronutrients, like th that the urease enzyme might need on the soil surface, or that the uh, bacteria they're going to convert that ammonia to uh, nitrate needs. So that's one one active ingredient. You've mm -hmm. used that one in the past. What else have you used? We've used it in the in the liquid, you know, on our liquid sure. UAN as well. Yep. Um, and that helps protect it from from leaching and and helps. Uh, if I say this right, but it helps uh, slow down the process of turning that from nitrate or turning that into a nitrate. Right. And uh, from ammonia. Right. Yep. Kind of slowing down the, the nitrous ammonis bacteria, if I say that right. Yeah, I think you Don't ask it. me to spell it. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of like Aaron was talking about. You know, if you can stop that conversion and keep it in the ammonia form, that ammonia is is the positive ion. So it actually is held by the, the negative exchange sites on, on the soil clay particles or on the uh, organic matter in the soil and doesn't move. 
And the other issue is uh, when you talk about denitrification, you know, nitrate, NO3, has got oxygen in it. Ammonia, NA, or ammonium, NH4, does not. Well, there's bacteria in a waterlogged soil that will strip that oxygen off the nitrate, use it for their own uh, energy uses, and then they gas off nitrous oxide, generally N2O. And that N2O is actually a greenhouse gas. So that's another issue we run into here is, is with our continued focus and probably even additional focus we've got now on greenhouse gases and, and climate change and global warming, this nitrous oxide is an issue. Correct. So a question I have for you, Tim, is, you know, we know that there's a lot of different products in the marketplace that claim to, you know, limit your loss of nitrogen. What are these, you know, these different type of ideas that, you know, I, I kind of look at it as there's three different types of product categories. What exactly do these specific, what are the kind of the categories that they focus on and, and kind of how do these, how do they work to limit nitrogen loss? Sure. And I always also bring it into an overall systems approach. And I think really in agronomy, the systems approach is pretty much the only way to do anything that we do. So, you know, what's your source? You talked about what your different products are. You know, is this anhydrous ammonia? Is it UAN? Is it urea? What's your source? What's your system as far as your timing of your application? And then, you know, lastly, we think about what these products are, these inhibitors that we could use in there. So the ones we think about are the urease inhibitor. And the urease inhibitor is to stop the conversion of urea on the soil surface. And this could be urea, the dry pellets that we apply, or it could be urea one component of UAN, urea ammonium nitrate. So stop that conversion of a urea to ammonia on the soil surface where it can be lost. That's a urease inhibitor. A nitrification inhibitor stops the conversion of ammonium. So we have ammonia like anhydrous ammonia that we inject in the soil. It grabs an extra hydrogen and converts to ammonium. Stopping that conversion to nitrate will keep it in that form that's not liable to loss either, either through leaching or through denitrification. And those inhibitors um, stop us both from both leaching and denitrification. So it's really the nitrification inhibitors stop that conversion to nitrate. And for nitrogen that's already in the soil surface, the urease inhibitors stop that conversion on the soil surface. And as you alluded to, Pepper, the polymers work in both systems. That's the nice thing about these new products is they've got all three. They've got the nitrification inhibitor, DCD, the urease inhibitor, NBPT, and they've also got the polymer. So Pepper, do you think that since we're going to maybe start leveraging these products, you're rec recommending them to your customers, does that mean we can probably go ahead and just pull back our nitrogen rates by 20, 30 pounds? Or, or what do you think is the best route to kind of work with these products and, and, and build your nitrogen plan with it? I think I think we still need to kind of evaluate our you know as as a whole systems approach and I, I've never I've never worked with a grower yet that has decided you know what I'm going to go back on my yield goal so if we've if we've got a 220 bushel yield goal and we're putting nitrogen down to meet that goal and we ended up end up with 228 or 235 on that on based on that yield goal we we might push those yields a little bit more next year so. It's, it's to me, for me, it's kind of a systems approach as far as what, what we're looking to get out of it. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I just, I think it's another opportunity where, you know, this is another way that maybe we can get that next bar. Maybe you're kind of hitting that plateau when it comes to yield and you're kind of looking for, for new strategies. What should I be looking at? I think this is absolutely a way where, 
you know, kind of incorporating this in, getting that nitrogen in a place where you really need it the most, you know, when that, when we're talking about corn, when you're filling that ear, you know, when it's really a high demand, maybe this will help get that, whatever it is, another five, 10 bushel, whatever that is. Right. It goes back to that whole systems approach. And, you know, we've talked about it on this show before, the 4R approach to night or nutrient management, you know, the, the right product, the right place, the right time and the right rate. It's not all about rate, even though, you know, you, you can look at a grower system and he's raising, let's just say he's raising 250 bushel corns, following soybeans, he's got 250 pounds of nitrogen going out there. There's probably some room for rate reduction if we can limit our loss. That might be the right rate if you've got quite a bit of loss. If you can cut your loss down significantly, you can probably all, also reduce uh, some of your rate or by changing some of that timing and making sure other things are lining up, maybe your new yield goal should be 275. You know, we, we've seen improvement in hybrids. It just seems like every year we go down this road, there's opportunities where guys are hitting higher and higher marks. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great point, Tim. Talking to your field sales agronomist can, can help you not only understand, you know, what should I be doing for a nitrogen management program, what's the best way that I can leverage these these type of products, these you know kind of nitrification or urease inhibitor kind of products, as well as help point you in the right direction of maybe helping you pair that that nitrogen program with the right hybrid to really make sure that you're maximizing that system. Yeah. And it's a lot of it's about understanding and knowing the farm too. We I rode in the combine with a grower this year and he he kind of chuckled. He said, I've hit spots in my field where we hit 264 bushel. And he said, at the end of this farm, I'm going to have a 264 bushel average. Yep. So understanding, you know, understanding what it's going to take to get us there, you know, it, it all starts with understanding, you know, understanding the farm from a soil aspect and, and, and understanding what their goals are. Yeah, I think you hit on it perfectly. I mean, you, you being a field sales agronomist in your area, you understand your customer's fields. You know kind of what works for them, what doesn't work. You, know, you pair that with... You know, with with Tim's background as being the nutrient management lead, as well as Mick's background, unfortunately Mick's not here today, but just us testing these products as well through our innovation trials, all that together kind of helps not only provide the information, but also kind of that agronomic recommendation base that a grower can confidently fall back on and, and feel again, feel confident that, that the right decisions are being made and, and you know we're really working on trying to improve the bottom line on their operation. So Pepper, when you think about the growers up in, in your neck of the woods up there around Tilden, do a lot of them fertigate? Are they moving a lot of nitrogen through the pivots or depends? I, I would say probably 25 to 30 percent of the guys that I work with fertigate. Mm -hmm. uh, the other uh, the other guys that are that have irrigation are are usually putting it on with dry urea. Gotcha. So they're coming and doing a top dress at least sometime during the season. It's not trying to get everything on the front. The right. Yeah. You have yeah. much anhydrous <clears throat> around in that area? <clears throat> Uh, there, there is still some around. We're, we're seeing those numbers fall off a yep. little bit. So there are some competitive co-ops uh, and other retailers in the area that have, have, have all but gotten rid of uh, anhydrous ammonia. So we're still, you know, we're, so we're seeing the, a buildup in the UAN market and, and maybe a little bit more on the urea side. But. A lot of top dress urea out there then? A lot of top dress urea. Yeah. And, and we have, we, in speaking with some guys over the winter, we've got a few of them that are hoping to maybe try a little bit of wide drop sure you know i i think that would be i think that would be a little bit better as far as timing yep uh whether or not we can get you know the machine to go through there you know right. at the right time you know a lot of our guys are putting on either with their own spreader or hiring us to do it between that v7 to v10 time frame 
uh, trying not to, to get too late, but trying to hit that, that prime window. Uh, whereas with the wide drop machine, I feel like we can get it a little bit later and, and maybe get a little bit better timing, but yeah. having it out there is, is the most important thing. And then that kind of goes back to using a stabilizer. If we, if we're going out with a urea or, 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 uh, if we're going out there with a urea and we have it treated and it, and we know that we're going to keep it in the profile under irrigation a lot, a lot longer, you know, maybe our window isn't quite as critical. Right. So Tim, I have one more question for you. So you know, obviously you want for a long answer or well, a short answer. Knowing you is probably going to be on the long side. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so you know, obviously th- this podcast is really going to be a, a a good resource for those growers that are maybe trying to understand you know the nitrogen inhibitors and so on a little bit more. But what about the guys that are all you know the, the growers that are listening today that are already maybe doing the nitrogen inhibitor part? What else can they maybe be doing to to push the bottom line? You know, to to push the envelope a little bit more while still yeah. leveraging those nitrogen kind of products. You know, the first thing I always do is you, we've got to sit down with them and walk through their entire system and understand what are your yield goals, what are your potential limitations, what's your overall fertility program. You know, one thing we, we sometimes don't talk about when we're talking about nitrogen is things like pH or phosphorus levels. And, you know, if you don't get the overall fertility program right, you start kind of working against that. But focused more on nitrogen and inhibitors. Timing is a big one for me. And a lot of guys, you know, they stop the timing and say that V6, and especially if you've got a pivot. I love getting some nitrogen out there just before, just after tassel. It seems like the a lot of the newer hybrids make a lot more use of nitrogen late in the season for grain fill, so that would be one. And also some guys will say, well, I'm doing you know a V6 application, I don't need an inhibitor because the plant's gonna take it up right away. You know, using an inhibitor to artificially push a little bit of that nitrogen even back a little further into that, you know, tassel, brown silk time, I like those things. So number one, you got to sit down with the grower and understand where he's at. Anybody that tries to just make a recommendation just without knowing the grower system, they're they're doing a real disservice to that grower. Yeah, I agree with you. I think where these these inhibitor kind of products really bring value to a to a field or to an operation is, you know, really working around the idea of, of getting the nutrients, getting that nitrogen to the plant when it truly needs it. You know, that's why we talk about split application, you know, putting everything up front. It's not going to do a whole lot of good for your corn crop because, you know, at, at when that plant is only a couple inches tall, there just isn't much of a nutrient demand at that point. So when we can use an, an inhibitor, kind of push that back so that it aligns a little bit better with that crop uptake, yep. which nitrogen uptake in that plant really starts to take off dramatically about that V6, V7 range and then carries through all the way through grain fill. So if we can match that availability up with that with that growth, we've got a better chance to improve our efficiency as well as decrease the opportunity for the losses. And prolong our stock quality later. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Take advantage, you know, guys, guys got fungicide out there. Well, let's take advantage of the fact that you've got fungicide out there by also having late nitrogen out there because you're going to keep that plant greener longer and that later nitrogen for grain fill is going to become even more important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as you take take in that whole system, you just got to understand where that grower is at. You know, we haven't hardly talked at all about anhydrous because the two products we're talking about are more UA and urea products. But even your anhydrous guys, again, in the past, we probably skewed toward, well, I'll just throw out an extra 20 or 30 pounds of nitrogen. Like right where we're sitting today outside of Waco, Nebraska, we're drinking that nitrogen mm-hmm. and we need to quit doing that. So these inhibitors can not these specific uh, CVA, urea, and UAN protect inhibitors, but other inhibitors like your NSERB type products, they can help us move that nitrogen back so it's not 
liable to be lost and, and polluting our drinking water. Well, and let's think about that a little bit more, Tim. You know, we look at what happened over the last week. You know, we have areas in the state that received up to five to six inches of rainfall. Right. So think about any of that, you know, fall applied nitrogen or, or any, any, you know, there wasn't much spring nitrogen put on, obviously, but any of that nitrogen that had already been put in there, you know, especially if we're looking at any of these sandy soil type of situations, very little of that nitrogen is still going to be there. So that's where the value of of an inhibitor really comes in is that when you, you kind of, I don't want to say it protects you, but it gives you a little bit of an insurance policy, at least to protect some of these losses when we get a big rainfall event like this. Absolutely. I've had a little experience with uh, a stabilizer that Verdesian had. They run through an inject injector pump. Yeah, sure. On, in, with anhydrous. Yep. yep, yep. And uh, I was, I really, I really felt like that made a huge difference. The some of the some of the growers that I first when I first kind of promoted it to them, they were claiming that, uh, and they were right to an extent, but they were claiming that well, anhydrous in and of itself will kill nitrosomonas bacteria, mm. and it and it does for but, a while. Yeah, for a while. But this this really helped right. slow that process down. And we saw as much as 11 to 15 bushel difference on, on a number of different farms. Right. Yeah, that's the reason that, you know, it kind of makes sense to apply anhydrous ammonia in the fall, whereas our other nitrogen sources like urea or UAN, it really does not make sense because they're already further down that road of conversion or they're not killing the bacteria like the causticness of, of anhydrous ammonia does. So. so a question I have for you, Tim, is our new CVA Elite, nitrogen uh, inhibitor products that we're bringing, how are those kind of different than what a grower might be able to get in the marketplace today sure. from some other areas? It goes kind of back to that three modes of action combined. You know, we've got the the active ingredients of the polymers kind of, you know, they, they've tailored them a little bit, but similar to what they've had through Nutrisphere for uh, quite some time. Uh, we've also got the NBPT, which is that active ingredient that's been in the marketplace for quite some time with Agritane. That's our urease inhibitor. And we've got the DCD, the one more nitrification inhibitor out there. So the three together do make it a bit of a unique product, and it makes it a very versatile product. So we've got one that was, is called uh, UAN Protect. We've got another one that's called Urea Protect. Both of them have all three ingredients. The urea protects, got a little bit more of the urease inhibitor. The UAN protects, got a little bit more of the nitrification inhibitor. But both products are extremely versatile. What we're trying to do is get it so, you know, we don't have 27 different products out there that are never in the shed that you need them in. It's one product or two products are going to work on the majority of our different applications. So really, for the most part, I guess what you're kind of saying is that really doesn't matter what type that source or form of nitrogen is. You know, a grower doesn't necessarily have to worry about do I have the exact, do I have the correct product for what I'm using for, for, for my nitrogen product? As long as they're using one of our two products, that'll kind of, kind of be the umbrella to kind of protect them. That was always one of the conversations I used to have with growers is, okay, you're using a urease inhibitor, but you're injecting it in the ground. It's not, you're wasting that money. Or, you know, you're, you're laying it across the top and you got a nitrification inhibitor on it, but it's, it's uh, drying, it's windy, and it's way before the season, and you're going to volatilize a lot of that off, and the nitrification inhibitor is not going to help you at all. So that's the nice thing about these products that we cover both of those big bases. Yeah, the fact that you could lose some, you know, that's in the ground, whether it's denitrification or it's leaching, or on the soil surface with ammonia volatilization. So that is the nice thing about these two products. Any last minute comments from you guys as far as uh, nitrification or urease inhibitors go? 
You know, about the only only parting thoughts I have is that, you know, obviously every operation, every grower is different, what they what they value and what's important to them, you know, whether it's the economic bottom line or the or the soil conservation and the, and the water quality stewardship. Yeah. You know, I think that that nitrogen inhibitors are just a they're a no brainer to me today as, as we get more advanced with our farming operation. Again, profitability is becoming, you know, kind of finding a hidden profit here and there is becoming more and more important. Uh, pushing the envelope on yields is becoming more and more important and trying to find the, the crack in the door to, to do that. And I believe this is just a, again, a simple upfront way that should, should definitely be looked at as, as an option for every grower in managing their nitrogen. And I think it's it's responsible nutrient management. It you really know, is. We, you know, ag ag as a whole is under fire from different groups for for waste and and I think that we've been able to as long as we're able to have the discussion with people as far as explaining variable rate technology and variable rate fertilizer applications and I think this is just another tool that that we can promote with our growers and and for our growers that that uh, exactly minimize that. Yeah, when somebody's shooting at you, quit handing them bullets. <laughs> All right. With Pepper I'll write that Rasm down. Yeah. With Pepper Rasmussen and Aaron Sindelar, I'm Tim Mundorf, and this has been Soil Talk. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on Soil Talk. If you'd like to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at ACS by CBA. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Central Valley Ag. If you'd like more information, visit cbacoop.com and you can see our Agronomy Focus blog series every other Thursday. With Soil Talk, this is Mick Godekin and Tim Mundorf. Introducing CVA Elite, CVA's very own innovative agronomy products, formulated for local needs, providing proven yield solutions in your area. See the product list at cvacoop.com under the Agronomy tab.